0: you're listening to the bride chilla podcast helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit one podcast at a time with your host alicia mccormack well i do believe indeed that is i that is me alicia She just said my name, so no shit. It's Alicia here. I've said it again. This is episode 344. Oh, my lord. Oh, my lord. Of the Bride Chiller podcast. And today is all about saving your money. Gross. So sorry about that. Saving you cash. Moolah. Money. Other different names for cash. So I reached out to our members of the Bride Chiller community, our Facebook page. What are you doing with your life if you're not on it? It's not a page, it's a group. Come on, get with the program. First creepy whisper of today, and I asked you, the members, what do you do to save money when it comes to wedding planning? Because gee whiz, if you are new to wedding planning or old to wedding planning, you've probably come to the very wise conclusion that planning a wedding costs a mozza even if you didn't intend it. Well, most likely when you didn't intend it to cost a mozza is when it gets surprising and you go, oh, fuck, this actually is costing a lot of extra money that we don't have or that we are stretching ourselves beyond our means or we're going to have to borrow money or someone is giving us money, but I feel guilty because there's a lot more money than we expected, blah, blah, blah. I received so many fantastic answers to this question and suggestions and comments that I'm going to split this into a double episode. I'm double teaming it. That sounded gross. And uh, I I just wanted to share as many as I could. Now, I've done these episodes before, and it's always great to get new responses, different perspectives, time moves on, we learn new things, and uh, we get more creative in saving money. Now, I want to reiterate, let's just be obvious here, but I'm going to say it. Saving money does not make you cheap, and anyone that says so are dickheads harsh, very harsh from me, but I really believe it because I think that when you look at the wedding industry as a whole, and now I'm talking about the wedding media And uh, it's a bit of, it sounds a bit, this is what I call the wedding Illuminati. I'm not talking about specific smaller vendors or people that you're probably working one on one with, but the whole idea of wedding planning has evolved over the last 20 years or so. And it's become a huge business. I mean, like, fuck off huge business, billions and billions of dollars. And of course, as an industry as a whole, they want to make money. And, you know, we all want to make money. I love money. Money's great. It pays for things. It keeps a roof over our heads. We can buy lots of yummy biscuits. But sweet biscuits, not savoury biscuits, Americans. I'm talking about cookies. But the whole thing about then you finding ways to save money and and actually cutting some corners and realizing what you want to put in the fuck it bucket, which of course I'm going to mention, is that it's empowering and it's probably going against the whole ethos of the wedding industry, you know, as an umbrella term because they want to make cash. So I don't think you're being cheap by wanting to save money. I think it's very sensible and smart and clever and ahead of the game and I love you for it. Some of these ideas today have been kick-ass. Now, I've been talking about weddings for nearly four freaking years, and you still manage to come up with things, uh, new avenues and angles of areas that I haven't spoken about. Or if I have, perhaps I haven't covered it from this angle. And look, to be honest, no matter what stage of wedding planning you may be at, I'm going to cover shit that's going to be helpful for you. There it is. Very neatly with decorum. Just package that up right there. Decor and flowers. (laughs) Decorations, as we'd say in Australia, you're going to decorate it. There are so many good suggestions and I think one of the things, the first things I want to reiterate, and I spoke about this in a recent podcast, is the idea of not buying stuff that you don't need before you've made any formal preparations. Before you've decided on the look, before you've decided on a venue, before you have really locked in your guest list, how many tables you're going to be having, what the venue supplies, you'd be surprised as to how many venues have a magical cupboard of shit that they will lend you if you ask for it. And really just not losing your head and investing in items that you don't need, or later you will learn that you do not need, or don't match the decor that you've decided And you are left with it. Lots of chillers suggested that they visit their local thrift store, or as we call it in Australia, an op shop, an opportunity shop. Never really thought about the meaning of that word, uh, that phrase. And uh, I wanted to share with you a couple. Sarah says that they're using vases for their centerpieces on their tables. Since craft stores charge you an arm and a leg, I decided to have mismatched vases so that I could buy them from thrift stores. I use that method for cake stands too Thrift stores, church sales and garage sales have a lot to offer and they're a good activity to do with your future spouse. Just getting out of the house, going and searching for glassware. I like that. You know it also comes in glass? Wine. And I say that because Bride Chiller Kate said that she is using wine bottles for centrepieces and they have set their friends some tasks, which I really love. This is a task that I would get involved in. She said over the last year, my friends are willingly donating to the cause and once the labels are removed, spray painted and some flowers added, they will look gorgeous. Gorgeous. Good add-on here from Kate is that if you are looking for specific items for decor, ask your family and friends. Obvi, but actually really good suggestion when it comes to finding specific items or collecting things. Put them to work. Get them to drink things. Eat things. You'd be a total fool to say no. Flowers. Chiller Jenna says, we are doing all artificial flowers and spent all summer checking out sales at craft stores and leaving each sale with an armful of flowers in our colours to make centrepieces at our leisure or uh, leisure. And we also got our centrepiece vases at the dollar store for $1 each. Great. We're spray painting them to match our colour scheme. I don't know why my voice went down at the end like a newsreader the end of the news when they're reading the happy story. Huh. If you're new to the Bride Chiller podcast, that was entirely normal. And uh, that's what you're going to get if you are going, this is episode 344. Should I go back and download the other 343 episodes? Will it be less weird? The answer is net. No. Bride Chiller Kim says that she is ditching all flowers except bouquets which will be artificial so we can resell them. That's a clever idea. Hadn't thought of that. See? Winner. We also chose a venue with natural beauty to avoid buying tons of decorations. Our centerpieces are candles in various heights. We are renting 168 vases for $50 from a local person who recently bought them for her wedding. Low cost and eco-friendly. I can also be an impulse buyer. So I write down all of the purchases to curb that bad habit and make myself aware of how all the little things add up. It may be definitely consider whether I needed things before I purchased them, which is a perfect segue to talk a little bit more about some of the other comments that people made about thinking before you buy. And that comes from some people saying they've just like Kim going out and just potentially buying things I don't need, getting a little bit store happy. Where you sort of go, oh my god, I love this. I love being in the shop. The sound of the music's nice. I can smell a scented candle. My credit card's itching. Let's go. And sometimes you just like, oh, that's nice. I'll buy that. That's nice. I'll save some time. I'll buy that. And then later on, you're like, oh, I fucking didn't need to buy that. Brightchilla Sammy also says, I am an impulse purchaser in rehabilitation. Good for you, Sammy. My natural instinct is to buy things on a whim which do not fit into my real life at all. So for my wedding purchases, I never buy before walking away and thinking. I also research pros and cons, read reviews, look at lots of options I check the returns policy to make sure I can change my mind. I wait a good few days before pulling the trigger. I've only bought things I know I want, saving me a lot of money. Some people have natural self-control. I am not that person. Sammy, and that's great if you know you're not that person and you go through this process and you make the checks and balances and then you go, actually, I'm going to invest in this item. Fantastic. You've done your work. You're not just going out and putting the credit card down and deeply regretting it later. Well done. Always great to hear from vendors in these conversations. Lovely Erica Greenwood-Risen, who is our content editor. She helps me with the blog here at Bride Chiller. And in all her other spare time, she runs her own business, which is Folet A events. Can never say it properly. I think I got away with it then. Erica, send me a gold star. You've got a fabulous business. She is a wedding planner and floral designer serving the area of North Carolina and beyond. She travels. She's very good. And her Instagram is very sexy. Erica contributed to our conversation by saying, don't just buy random decor stuff and items until you know exactly what you need. Don't feel like you have to have a ton of stuff either. Details can be great, but make sure to make them meaningful and unique. Very good point. Is that thing, is that extra thing bringing any more meaning to your wedding? Is it just pretty? What the fuck will you do with it later on? No one ever talks about post-wedding cleanup and all the shit that you end up taking back to your house or apartment and or your storage container or somewhere and then going, oh, what the hell am I going to do with all this stuff? And then often people put it in a cupboard and it goes. But can I just encourage you? to really think about waste and think about your footprint and also about how you can reuse different items. And the fact that, you know, we were just heard from lovely bride chiller Kim about using the vases from her friend's wedding and just paying 50 bucks to hire them from her friend. I think that's really clever. Resourceful and just good for the coin. Good for the old coin bank as well. Another great segue uh, from and not just talking about myself, I'm just saying this is a good segue to mention bride chiller Heather from Omaha in Nebraska is getting married next September in her hometown of northern uh, in northern Minnesota. She says, firstly, I love your podcast. Thank you, Heather. Secondly, I just finished listening to episode 275, uh, which, by the way, is all about planning a sustainable and environmentally friendly wedding and she said, I gave me so many ideas for my wedding. I graduated university with an environmental science degree. So having a sustainable wedding is very important to me and my partner. We're doing compostable plates, napkins, cups, and birchwood forks, all compostable as well. Compostable. Have I said that correctly? I mean, you're putting it in the compost. Compostable just made me sound posh. All of our invitations and paper goods are made from 100% recycled paper. That's also encouraging our invitees to recycle. We're sending out our save the dates, however, they will double as Christmas card and we are not having any favours but are asking guests to take mini white pumpkins and the flowers in reused glass bottles at their tables. Glad I can share this with you and maybe help some other environmentally conscious Bride chillers. I love that and I wanted to mention Heather in this episode because there are so many great ideas and ways to be environmentally friendly and conscious about our actions and the stuff we buy and again you could tell your guests that this is happening like Heather's saying we're doing recycled card and we're not being wasteful with stuff but also you could just do it and not mention it if you don't want to. The same with saving money. I don't know if you're like me. My lovely friend Julia always sort of says this is one of my, um, well, loving traits, I suppose. But I have this thing where I love getting a bargain. I'm not cheap, but gee, I get off on getting something that I really want at a discount. I mean, who doesn't? Come on. But then I have this thing where someone's like, Alicia, I love that top. and I'm like, great. Thank you. It's only $12. <laughs> it was 75 but I got it for 12 I think it's a pride thing. I also just get a bit cocky with finding ways to save money, as you will learn. And maybe you've already learned listening to me. But there's some sort of pride in it. And also, it feels like I'm beating the system. I think that's what it comes down to. It's not necessarily saying, I'm wearing a $12 shirt. But it's also just this thing of going, well, I didn't pay the $75. I don't know how that really works because also I don't like sweatshop clothes and I don't like going and buying really cheap stuff. I feel like as a person, I've evolved past that, not necessarily my bank account, but I don't actually go and buy a lot of fast fashion anymore because I think it's slightly immoral in the sense that we're buying from countries who are being worked into the ground and little kids are making our shit and I think that's wrong. Um, and also there's something nice about going and investing in a piece of clothing that you can wear over and over again and I think that should be the same with... With some of the items that we purchased for our wedding. However, I probably need to stop going, it's five bucks! I paid five bucks for it! And just accept a compliment and say thank you. I really like this blouse too. It was $5. Hey, this is Emily Brown from Kansas City. I
1: have the best money saving tip probably ever. Um, Not really, but no, I think one of the greatest things of a wedding is friends and family. And realizing so many of our friends and family have so many talents and connections and all these things really saved us so much money because they were all so generous. And we picked our one splurge item when we got engaged, booked it right away. Our photographers, which we knew for years, I knew for years, (laughs) were going to be my wedding photographers um, long before I started dating my now husband. And we just went from there, started marking stuff off, and our friends and family offering the services they had and talents they had were a great help. So that's my suggestion is look around you at the people around you and don't try to go for the glitz and the glam because it's really your day. It's your day for your friends and family to celebrate you and your love of you and your husband, and they all want to help more than anything. So you don't know until you ask or they offer. Um, we had our DJ was going to be one of our groomsmen, um, and we had him be our DJ instead of that. And uh, it was an amazing money saver. <laughs> um, and he did a great job because he's known us for years. One of my friends from high school did our hair, um, and she, she does hair, she's a great hairstylist, and someone else I knew from high school did my makeup and it was far more affordable than all the makeup artists that I've heard charge. So, yeah, just pick your splurge items and everything else will fall into place. Really, at the end of the day, it's the best day ever, so you're not going to think about the little things that you didn't get and did get.
0: Emily Brown, that was a lovely voice message, fooled fooled with lots of information, and I'm grateful that you you shared with all of us, and I totally agree, using friends and family members, and I don't mean like using them, rinsing them dry. I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, that topic, but I love the idea also that you have a splurge item. It's a really good mindset to get into, and I know everyone's listening going, freaking hell, the whole fucking thing is a splurge item, and it is, but then actually separating your items into areas that you would like to make sure you get primo shit, premium stuff, that is photography, might be food for some people, it could be having really good high-end booze, whatever floats your boat, it could be a band. But to say, all right, this isn't a, a must-have item for both of us, this is what we really want to achieve in our wedding. And I do suggest in the Bride Chiller Survival Guide, my wedding planning guide, one of the two guides, I really talk about sitting down with your partner and going back to basics and saying, what is important to you? What are the three items that you could not imagine the day happening without? And these aren't people. These are things. And it might be that your partner's really into photography and you are also really into videography. So it's either finding a photographer and videographer that can fit into your budget or maybe finding a photographer that also does videography and then splurging there. Or perhaps you are really into having a live band and you've got a band in mind. Well, that's great because then you have a direction and you know where you can funnel some of the money into and other areas that aren't necessarily as important to you on the day that you can potentially save a bit of money money, which is what this episode is all about. Colby says, Not giving a shit about stupid details that don't actually matter in the long run. Budget for things like favors, programs, flowers, centerpieces, etc. is literally zero for us. They contributed nada to the quality of the wedding and most importantly to the quality of our marriage. So I didn't. it didn't make sense for us to spend money on it. It feels so good to literally delete entire rows from, quote, typical wedding budget spreadsheets. Nice, nice comment, Colby. And you're right. As I just said, there are people that really go, I really want the favors and the flowers and all that stuff. No judgment. But I like that Colby said it had no importance to them. And so they fucked it off. Jocelyn says, putting all the important quote details in the fuck it bucket. I had to stop listening to what everyone else told me I had to have. She's put that in capitals and I like that. I actually got pleasure out of telling my sister and mum no to wedding favors, which she says are garbage and a total waste. <laughs> there is more of the BrideChiller Money Saving Tips part one after this very short break. Welcome back to episode 344 of Bride Chiller. It's so great to have you here and I want to say a very special thank you to all of the people who have left positive reviews and negative. No one's actually left a negative review. That's not saying you have to go out and do that. Positive reviews for the Bride Chiller Survival and Field Guides. If you order the Bride Chiller or... Not going to edit that out because that's reality. If you order my books from BrideChillerStore.com and remember to use the code word fuck it for 15% off and uh, a couple of days later you might receive an email saying please can you review this item I'm eternally grateful for the kind words that people share that have uh, enjoyed the books and have found value in them and it really means a lot I think people have noticed on Instagram Rich and I say that whenever we get a little um, sale our store app Sends out a little ching, and we high five. If we're in each other's presence, we high five because it just bloody means so much. And we aren't a big bookseller; we are it. When you write to the Bradilla Store Customer Service, it's me. I do say it's me. I'm not pretending to be Carol or someone. And uh, my dad and Rich's mum are our our warehouse managers in Australia and New Zealand. I will post out all the stuff in the UK, and we've got a lovely warehouse in Chicago who will send all of our American and North American orders. So look, we are a, a small posse, but we're making a big difference, and your reviews really help us, especially also if you've purchased on Amazon. Amazon's a fucking huge market... Why fucking... Why am I getting so angry? It's a really big marketplace, and I'm up against some big books by The Knot and uh, other I'm not going to give them, I'm not going to give them time on my podcast, but other, other, fuck, hurry up Alicia, other big companies who we want to beat. So thanks for your reviews. Let's get back to the episode. That was very professional. I love IKEA. And if you've listened to episode. Oh, Lord, 147 of Bride Chiller. It's an episode that was primarily recorded in an IKEA when Rich and I were moving house and we interviewed some random couples about basically the idea that if you go to an IKEA and you can come out the other side, you can be married. That is the relationship test. That's the whole gist of the episode and lovely bride chiller Christina said, we are getting lanterns and candles for the tables at Ikea. They make a big impact and don't hurt the wallet compared to extravagant centerpieces. And I say, Christina, if you can go along and do that shopping expedition and still remain together, then you can be legally married. That is the rules. There are so many great items at Ikea. And if you search Pinterest, actually, I was sort of looking before this record, there are Literally like hundreds of blog posts about all the items you can buy at IKEA that are sort of affordable but also good quality and are a bit funky as well. Lots of modernist touches they're doing in the past couple of years. Jenna says also... Forgot to mention, we got my ring on overstock because I wanted a Morganite and we knew that having a super pricey ring was one of the first things to go in the fuck it bucket before we even knew about the fuck it bucket. That's futuristic. Now, it is coming up to the time of Black Friday. If you're listening to this in real time, it is but a few weeks away. That is when everyone loses their minds. It's sort of interesting. It's a lot more of a US-centric thing. I know uh, living in the United Kingdom where I am, I don't let the accent fool you. I am an Aussie. I live in London for now. But there are many deals to be had during this period of the year and it is very wise for you to be starting to plan of the items that you are looking for. And uh, one of the big companies, Adrienne, says, Vistaprint invites and save the dates during a 50% off sale. That is her big tip. Also, I've noticed I purchase a couple of items for our business with Vistaprint and also they run the deal where you add something to cart and then you fuck off and you leave and then you come back and they will often give you a discount for leaving. That's another really good tip and I think a lot of people don't utilize it. <laughs> Here's a tip. If you put something in the Bridechiller store cart, I've forgotten the word for cart, it's the same thing happens. We've all got this triggered stuff. We, If you've got an abandoned cart and we send an email and we go, here's a discount, you get the discount and I make the sale. And it's the same with all these bigger companies. They're all using the same techniques. I was going to say tactics, but it makes me sound like I'm some sort of schemer, which I am, but in a good way. I think scheming's great. Golly gumdrops, I forgot to mention uh, this other lovely message that was left by Alina who said, I found my wedding dress at a thrift store in Beverly Hills while on a work trip. That's how you have to say Beverly Hills. Brand new, my size, originally $1,600 from Beholden. Here's a fact. I was calling Beholden B-H-L-D-N for fucking two years and I'm in the periphery of the wedding industry and it cost me $100. So she got a $1,600 dress for $100. So I suppose my tip is to go thrifting in expensive areas if you aren't in a rush to find a dress. My other tip is to search hashtags on Instagram to find vendors who might not have an easy to find website because they do it as a hobby or a side gig, but can get the job done well and for less such as a DJ, a makeup artist, or a day of coordinator. And last but not least, get your paper items from Vistaprint. We just mentioned this, but don't go to the wedding section. Oh my God, this is a good one. I used marketing postcards and just uploaded engagement photos and then used Photoshop to drop in the text. I wanted Photoshop to drop in the text I wanted on the front and back and voila, beautiful and a hundred cost me twenty five dollars. Oh, that's a good extra Vista print tip. It's like welcome to the VistaPrint show with Alicia. I'm getting nothing for it. I will say as well, you know, we've got our lovely sponsor this episode of Stillwhite dot uh, com, who are the largest wedding dress store in the world. Had to mention that. I didn't have to, they didn't ask me. Just thought it was very apt to remind you to visit stillwhite.com backslash Bridgehiller. And find your wedding dress there if you're looking for a pre-loved wedding dress or if you're a chiller graduate or going to be a chiller graduate and want to I was going to say flog your dress that didn't sound very nice pass your dress on with the financial situation there's in it's a transactional situation and then uh, get some money for it I think that's a really good thing before I chuff off which is Australian for leave (laughs) I said chuff off at work the other day I've been here for so long, in, in, uh, not so long, nearly five years, but my Australianisms will never leave me, nor will this accent. And I sometimes come out with these statements and phrases that I forget aren't normal. And chuff off is definitely one of those statements that the Brits are like, what the fuck is she talking about? Is she on drugs? I'm not. Just high on life. Ugh, I hate it. Chiller Jessie says... She highly recommends the app Honey, which is like, hey, honey, or honeybee. They wouldn't advertise it that way. It's installed on my computer. And when she says installed on her computer, I know she means it's within uh, your browser. So it could be Chrome or Safari or one of the other ye olde ones if you choose to use them. I know it's available on lots of different App situations, it automatically searches the internet for coupons for your site, and you are alerted before you check out. It's really cool. I've got it on my um, internet machine as well. And say you're on, um, I don't know. Let's pick a random website. Asop. Gosh, how bourgeois of me! God, I love Asop. Wish they'd sponsor me. I love all my sponsors. Just like I just like some free soap. Um, Asop. <laughs> when you go to check out, honey will go through and go it doesn't make a noise and then if there is a code it automatically adds it to the code box and you get the discount very simple love it so that is the first one honey do it the other one is my favorite Uh, Alison says I used Ebates to buy things on sale online and to earn cash back Ebates is my absolute favorite Rich and I have just booked our entire Christmas trip using Ebates I've talked about Ebates a lot. There seems to be – I think there's an element of it's too good to be true, and it's fucking not. Just accept it. It's good. So many great uh, stories have come from the Bridechiller community. Ebates, E-B-A-T-E-S dot com. You do not have to be in, in the United States to use it. I reside in the UK, but I originally registered when I lived in Australia. As long as you've got a PayPal account, um, they will then give you the money back via PayPal. I have earned – like it's now into the thousands. I've been a member for quite a while, but basically, you just when you go and use a website, you go to Ebates first, you type in the website, let's say J. Crew picked another rando, sponsor me, J. Crew, and then you click through their link and then you earn cash back. So it could be 5 or 10% cash back, and then they give you the money. The basic way, if people are confused or a little bit suspicious that eBay, eBates works, not eBay, eBates. eBay is also good, but this is not what we're talking about. eBates is an affiliate, a referral company. So they do deals with other companies and they say, if we can drive people to your website using our link, you'll give us a discount. So obviously, eBates, if they're getting 5% back for J.Crew, they're skimming, not skimming, they're earning, A percentage on top of your sale. So that's how it works. And then they gift you back a certain percentage. They also, because it's such a huge company, they get some really snazzy coupon codes, free shipping and discounts that you will not find on other websites. I would highly recommend you check it out. I'm an affiliate for Ebates. You can be an affiliate for Ebates as well. Uh, here's what you do you sign up you go to thebridechiller.com backslash ebates and uh, I'm a bit of a premium person because I've been sending a lot of people their way so when you sign up you get 10 bucks credit straight in your account that's using my code thebridechiller.com slash ebates and then when you're a member you can also sign up to be an affiliate person like me and spread the word when they give you cash God, I love cash. I've said that too many times today. Here's the thing. I'll just say, lastly, with our Christmas trip, Rich and I have decided to go skiing. It sounds bourgeois, but it's not. It's very inexpensive, actually, to ski over the actual Christmas holiday period in Europe because all the Brits and stuff stay at home with their families doing Christmas things. But we don't have anyone here, so we're just going to fuck off skiing. But we booked, Hotels.com is what we booked our hotel through And we got 12% cash back on our hotel booking. And then that was through Ebates. And then also we have earned over 10 nights now. We've stayed at Hotels.com. So we got one night free, which is something I'd very much recommend you check out for your honeymoon if you're booking independently. Um, Hotels.com has a deal where you, every 10th night you stay with them, you get for free or you get hotel credit, which we've been using over the last sort of four or five years. And it's worked out really well for us especially since Rich's work makes them book their own accommodation for business trips and then reimburses. So we put it all through Hotels.com and Ebates and get money back for it. Bam, schema. So that saved us a whole nother nights of accommodation. We're also buying all of our ski passes through Ebates, through a, um, a ski hire company who are registered with Ebates, and a car hire and we also got, I think it was like two or 3% back on our flight. So when you add it all up, I think Rich worked out the other night, it was like 250 bucks pounds, um, with all of our extras that we got off our trip because we'd used these codes. So fuck yeah. That was long, but I hope you enjoyed it. I have actually written a blog about all of the stuff I just spoke about. If it felt a little bit full on and you're worried about affiliates and blah, 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 and getting cash back, I've written a blog about travel hacking. Which I shall share in the show notes. I think that will be really helpful for you. Final bit of information comes from Emily, who said, the Thumbtack app. I found local freelance vendors for a fraction of the cost. I'm getting an efficient florist and DJ for a very low cost, totaling between those three alone, $1,700. You have to weed out the bad, but overall, very pleased with it and I will say you know as a freelancer and as someone who does contract work and I try and find freelancers to help me with bride chiller tasks like programming and bits of piece bits and pieces I use Upwork quite a bit and Fiverr.com Again, I agree with Emily. You sometimes have to sort of weed out, read all the reviews, make sure you do your due diligence. Due diligence, can't say it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just do your research to make sure you're not giving your money to shysters. But a lot of those companies now, the review systems are really legit. You make sure that um, you read all of the reviews and check out their past gigs. But I think it's a really good way, especially as both Alison and Emily mentioned, just to find people that are maybe starting out. They might be freelancing. They might just be doing a side hustle and aren't fully into their wedding planning gig or wedding vendor gig. It might be a nice way to support them next week on the bride chiller podcast episode 345 part two of your best money saving tips i've got a bunch of wedding dress suggestions i've also got some really good advice about finding preferred vendors through family and friends or some sneaky ways to do research via instagram and other applications on the websites also finding non-wedding wedding things like venues clothing, rental companies, and also looking at the price difference between short engagements and long engagements. Really solid feedback from our community about the differences in either speeding through or really extending your wedding planning time. Love, love, love sharing this time with you. Thank you so much to everyone who contributed. We had so many responses uh, in this topic. It was great. And I love hitting you up for your feedback. If you have not yet joined the Bride Chiller community on Facebook, like I'm not going to convince you because you're missing out. I'm just going to say if you're not there, you're not going to be there. You're not getting the good info. Bride Chiller community is all you need to search for. It'll ask you three very simple questions that if you've listened to more than one episode of this show, you will certainly know the answers to. We're just weeding out the idiots, basically. Thank you so much for listening. Looking forward to next week's episode of the show. Appreciate very much all your ratings and reviews on the various uh, apps, websites like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And also thank you again for all the positive reviews for the Bride Chiller guides and merch. We've just launched some new mugs. Just while I remembered, they've got yellow handles, fuck perfect, maid chiller, bride chiller, groom chiller, and uh, happy days. You cannot miss them on the website. They've been selling well, so thank you. Until next week, I love you all and happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. The Bride Chiller Field Guide contains all of the lists, questions to ask vendors and logistical details you need to plan your wedding without losing your chill. Take the field guide with you wherever you go and keep track of all your plans and wedding details in one place. It is bullshit free, useful and fun. And might I add, a fabulous gift for friends, families and total strangers if you're that way inclined. I wrote it and it is totally Bride Chiller. Visit BrideChillerStore.com to grab your copy. Happy days.